0: So um, if you have a Bible, open to Matthew chapter 6. We're going to be going over the Lord's Prayer. Um, We we started last week, and um, we identified uh, what Jesus says about when you pray, not if you pray, but when you pray. Um, And and we identified how um, Jesus says, don't be like the hypocrites. Um, And and here's another, here's a side note for, for you all to think about. When when Jesus uses this this word for hypocrites um, in, in that day in that age, the, the, this word meant the same thing as what we would look at um, uh, Tom Cruise or uh, Brad Cooper or give me some other movie stars. You, any 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 movie stars? Come on, any movie stars? Okay, Tom Tom Selleck, yeah. <laughs> All right, so what I wanted you to do was give me some of your favorite movie stars. Maybe Tom Hugg is Miss Stephanie's favorite. We know what to get her for Christmas. Uh, first one that came to mind. I'm just, I didn't say it. Oh, you said that. I thought it was Miss Stephanie. Oh, I was Denise. I think it's because of the, the, the mustache is why, why she likes. There you go, Marlon. <laughs> Diet black and gr- oh, there it is. <laughs> But, but this word hypocrite, it's the same thing as, as uh, they would look at actors, those who would put on a play, put on a show. And that's what we talked about last week, where Jesus says, don't be a hypocrite when you pray. Don't pray to put on a show. And we talked about, well, wait a second, you know, last week uh, Jake got up here and prayed before, now Dan got up here and prayed. Should Dan not pray For that or like that? No, that's not what we're we're talking about. That's not what Jesus is talking about here. When when Dan is up here and he's praying, he's praying uh, for God's will to be done. He's not praying to so you guys can all say, "Wow, dude can pray." No, he's praying to intercede on the behalf of y'all and us all as well, um, going into the throne room to under, and understanding that we're just laying everything before the Lord. Um, this is not so Dan could get the pat on the back, hey, man, you knocked it out of the park today. No, this is to identify, God, we need you. And that's what we talked about last week. So if you um, missed out on that, uh, follow up on, on, the, on the, the podcast or whatever with that, um, but what I want to talk about today is the Lord's Prayer itself, what, the, those uh, verses in which we, uh, we recite every Sunday before we, uh, we really start into the, the service, um, and, and we recite them not so we can say, oh, okay, got this check, it's done, but to, to condition our hearts, and, and now I think it's probably about two years that we've, we've done this. Um, and uh, last year, about the same time, we talked about the Lord's Prayer uh, and explained it a little bit. And this, this day today, I want to do the same and, and uh, talk about the Lord's Prayer and explain it a little bit more. Because when Jesus' disciples came to him and said, teach us how to pray, which is interesting. It, it doesn't say that Jesus' disciples came to, the, to him and said, teach us how to preach or teach us how to do that. They said, teach us how to pray. Jesus responded with this. I mean, we know that in Luke is where he, it says that they had approached him and asked him that. Here it's the same account of what he says. Okay, Here's how you're supposed to pray. Like this. So this is a model. These aren't the exact same words. And that's what we're going to look at today is when we look at the Lord's prayer, um, we're going to look at this as the model or a model, not the model, but a model in which the Lord has given us. um, So when we pray, we can uh, have power in, in our prayer. Now, if some of you are like, wait a second, it's the Holy Spirit that gives us power. Yes, understood, and not negating him at all. But when Jesus is, is directly approached, how do we pray? This is his response, and that's what I want to look at today. Uh, so, um, if you want to uh, have a title for your notes, you type A people. Uh, principles of Prayer is all it's going to be. I, I was going to make it Principles of Proper Prayer, but it just got into too many P's. Two P's is enough principles of, of, of prayer. Um, and, and I'm using the term principles intentionally. Uh, I don't want to say rules or laws or anything like that of prayer. I want to use principles because um, I think principles are different. And if we look up understand what a principle is versus a law, it'll help us understand our, our direction a little bit. And, and, and let's, so let's look at this. A, a, a rule says, do this, don't do that, right? Um, a, a, a rule in the, in the game of football is that there's 11 men on each side of, of the ball, right? 11 men on offense, 11 men on defense. And to operate in the, the, the correctness of the game, you have to have 11 men on, on each side of the, of the field, correct? Everybody, most, even if you don't know the ins and outs of football, you know, the, you might know that, right? If not, you're like, hmm, I'm getting schooled in football. Fine. The rule is there's 11 there's 11 players on each, on each side of the, of, of the field, on the team, on each team. Um, so that, that's a rule. Now, a principle is you want to put the big guys up in front on the line, and you want to put the fast guys in the back, and you want to put the guy who can throw the, the, the ball the best as the quarterback. Those are Principles. You can have any 11 guys on, on the, that, that, that field playing on your side, but principally you want to have the best people in the best positions, right? So I, I want to kind of use that bad analogy. Maybe it's a bad illustration, but use that as we're entering into this time of uh, principles of prayer. I'm not giving you rules you have to do when you pray. I want to give you principles to help you when you pray, I want to give you principles that are going to, so you can throw the longer passes, you can stay in the pocket longer, or you can bust through that line. You football people will know what I'm talking about, right? So you can do better at what it is that we're called to do. So that's why I'm, I'm saying principles. Uh, so I don't want you, anybody to fall into, okay, as we go through these four things, and there's going to be four principles, um, and they're all, I, I use alliteration, yes, they're all going to start with the letter R, um, As we go through these four uh, principles, I don't want you to think, okay, I got to do this, then I got to do this, and then I got to do this, and then I got to do this, amen. That's not the purpose in this. The purpose is to take all of these principles and put them together, and as you pray, this is the expression that comes out of, of, of your heart. Now, is it going to take some time and some focus? Absolutely. But this whole prayer series, and I told you um, a few weeks ago that our whole focus for 2018 is prayer. Our whole focus for 2018 is, is, is prayer. Um, so what I want us to do is I want us to take the, these principles. I want these, uh, us to start to apply them on a, on a daily basis and see how God works through them. So, um, with that, let, let, let's look at uh, principle number one relationships. Relationships. So, in the Lord's Prayer, it starts out Our Father in Heaven, pause. All right, we didn't get too far into it, and we're already, we can already see the relationships that are there. Uh, last week we talked about um, the relationship we, do, we have with the Father, and, and we really drilled down a lot on that word, Father, and, and how we interact with God as Father. Uh, it, this, as, as Jesus is saying this, He's reminding us of that relationship with our Heavenly Father who delights, that's huge, who delights in answering our prayers to the glory of his son. We'll talk about that in a minute. But God delights in answering our prayers. So understand this relationship with the father is paramount when we pray. Um, You have to have a, a, a right relationship with God to pray to him for him to hear your prayers. I think Dan and I were talking about this in um, a, a little bit ago, and he 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 said, you know, I, I I agree with that. I like that. But what I want, I think, it's important that we um, uh, highlight is that. God is able to hear everything. He knows everything that's going on. But for for those who are just throwing prayers up that are not his children, it's not that he's deaf to them. He's waiting for, like Dan said, he's waiting for that specific prayer to open up the floodgates. That specific prayer being, I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I'm putting him as the Lord of my life. And then floodgates open. So understanding that right relationship for us to be uh, praying to the Father, we have to be a child to pray to the Father. Some people, you've heard me say it a billion times now, that some people, well, we're all God's children. We're not all God's children because the Bible says that we're not. He says that those who believe and trust in him and Jesus are God's children. We all had that opportunity to do that, but there's a distinction there. Now, we don't run around parading, no, oh, you're not a child of God. Here's the deal. We want everybody to be a child of God. It would be awesome if the universalists were correct, right? That it, well, not it wouldn't. But anyhow, they think that, oh, everybody's going to heaven. No, his children are. If you don't believe me, look up uh, in John chapter 1, I think it's like verse 12 that says that. Uh, he's given the, the opportunity or the right to become children of God. Now, why do I say that? Because if we're, if we're praying to the Father and there's a, um, uh, a demand for right relationship, uh, Psalm, Psalm uh, was it 66, 18 says, If I cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. If I cherished iniquity, it, it was I don't understand what that means. Okay. If I kept the sin in my heart and not going to let go of it, if I want to be my own God, God's going to say, I'm, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to listen to you. Wait a second. I'm a child of God and I know I have sin in my life, but I got, we're going to address that in a, in a second here, but understand that, that we can't harbor and hold on to sin and be okay with it and think that we're okay with God. He's our father. He's our loving father who wants to intercede and he wants to come in to intervene, I should say, into our, our, our lives and make things different. Now, as we're looking at that, I didn't, I didn't want to spend a whole bunch of time there because we did a lot of it last week, but understanding father is huge. But that word that comes before father, our, that, that, that pronoun right there is just as important. Because if we we look at that, that that our refers to all the people of God. Now, why why is that important? Well, this is a family prayer for all of God's children to use. Our Father. Okay, I, I, I get it a little bit, but you have to dig down a little bit deeper. Okay, in the Lord's Prayer, we have our Father. He says, give us. He says, forgive us. It says, we have forgiven. He says, lead us, deliver us. A lot of plural pronouns, right? Even, our, even if you're like me, not a grammar you know, guru, you, you see that there, there's plurality in here, there's these plural pronouns. What this does is this gives us um, facts for the, the, the important implications of, of this. And, and the first implication is to remember when we pray, not, remember, not, not if we pray, but when we pray, even if you're praying by yourself in solitude, we are part of a worldwide family, Part of a worldwide family that is praying to the Father is in heaven. This is something that has really changed my perspective of prayer. I think that we should individually enter into prayer and understand when we enter into prayer it is our responsibility. But I don't enter into prayer with my God and Bobby enters into prayer with his God, or Kalina enters into prayer with her God, when we enter into prayer, we enter into prayer with our God. God can devote full attention to me at the same time he's devoting full attention to Bobby, full attention to Kalina. How how can he do that? Because he's God. He can can give, and this this is, what's the big deal about that? Well, when we enter into prayer that way and we, we understand that we're not the only ones praying, it, it takes our, our, our narrow view of what prayer is and it opens it up wider. Think about it. The same God that, that, that you're praying to is the same God that the persecuted Christians across the world are praying to. The same God that, that, that Kurt wakes up in the morning and he prays and he, and he thanks God for the day is the same God that the uh, soldier in Iraq, when he wakes up and is praising God for that day. That, that, that understanding that, that, that we're not in this isolation is important now, when we pray, well, it not only widens our, our, our understanding of, of other people praying, it, it, it widens um, the, 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 the understanding of keeping our prayers small. If we're praying to a God that's hearing everybody's prayers and is, is able to hear them all and be intent on all of those prayers all at the same time, why would we, we think that he, that he can't handle anything that we throw at him? Why would, why, would that, why would that thought come into our mind? Remember, he, he, if he's hearing all of these prayers, he's able to, to, to meet each one of us where we're at in life, no matter what it is. Another thing, another implication of this is that these pro, pro, pronouns remind us that we must not ask the Lord to do anything for us that would hurt or exclude others. I'm guilty. I even, I even think I, I said this a few uh, um, uh, weeks ago about Tom Brady and his big toe or something maybe. or I, don't, I can't remember. It was something like that. It Baker Mayfield, that's what it was. What we have to understand is when we're praying and, and we, the hour the and the us is involved in this, we cannot pray, we should not pray, I should say, uh, uh, for something ill to happen to another child of God. Now some will say, "Well, David prays these imprecatory prayers, and you know these prayers against his enemies. Yes, these are against his enemies; they are not children of 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 God." But on that same, on that same line, what we, need to, what we need to do, instead of trying to bifurcate and, 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 and delineate between, okay, are they a child of God are they not, not a child of God? Is that going to depend on how I pray? How about, let's just get in the mode, in the, in, in the mood of not praying prayers to hurt that someone gets hurt, all right? Let's, when, when, when all us falls, our default should be, let's not pray that Tom Brady breaks his toe. I don't know if he's a believer or not. He's not do devil. He's not the devil. <laughs> Although they call him the goat and the, you know, whatever. Anywho. But do, these, these uh, plural pronouns remind us that we should not ask the Lord to do anything for us that would hurt someone else or exclude someone else. And another thing here is that these plural pronouns remind us that we can, cannot stress, that we cannot be out of fellowship with our brothers and sisters and expect God to hear and answer our prayers. This is this is where some will. I, I disagree. I'm a child of God and I could do what I want and be where I want. All right. But Jesus makes it perfectly clear in Matthew 5, 21 through 26. You don't have to go there. I'll just give you the, the synopsis of it. If you're going to uh, give an offering at the temple, if you're going to give a sacrifice and you have something wrong with your brother or your sister, you're, you're holding a grudge or there's bad blood or something going on, Jesus says, leave your offering. Don't even go there. Go and reconcile before you come and present your offering. Jesus also says later on in in chapter 6 here, verse 14 and 15, he says, "For if you forgive others your trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. I don't know about you, but I think it's pretty clear that it's important to look at the relationships, not only our relationship with God, but our relationships with others. That doesn't mean everybody has to be holding hands and skipping and riding tandem bicycles and having t-shirts and sweatshirts that match and everything. Not saying that but if there's a problem, there's reconciliation that has to take place. Now, let me, let me throw this out there. What if uh, you're the one that, that has um, been uh, um, uh, hurt or maybe you're the, 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 the offender, whatever it may be, uh, and, but you put forth that effort to see that reconciliation take place, and the, the individual on the other side, it doesn't come back reciprocal, and there's no, there, there's no uh, give on their end. They're not uh, willing to, to reconcile. That's not on you. You, have to, you are responsible for you. But if you know that there's something wrong and you don't do anything about that, then it is on you. I think it's important that we see this right relationship with others is paramount. Where, where, and I just said that being outside of fellowship with our brothers and sisters. This is, this is the crazy part, and I think I said this a few weeks ago, that we can say, I'm all right with God, but I'm not all right with Bobby. Bobby's a child of God. He, he, he's an image bearer of, of God. He, it, it, Christ lives in him and it and, and, and comes out of, of, of him. I'm not all right with him, but I'm all right with God. You cannot be all right with God and not be all right with his people. That doesn't mean, again, Bobby and I are on tandem bicycles and we're riding together. Everybody pictured that, right? He would be on the back. I'd be on the front steering around, all right? All right. <laughs> I'd be like, come on, Bobby, pedal, pedal. Um, that doesn't mean that we have to agree on everything. It doesn't have, mean we have to agree on you know, flavors of ice cream. No, what that, what, what that means is that we come together in unity under one God, one spirit, for one purpose. We can even have differences in... Um, views on drinking. How about that? Some people, that's a big one in the church. You can have different views on the, the use of alcohol, but you can still be in unity as brother and sister or as brother and brother in Christ. So on, on, on the essential things, it's understanding that we cannot be outside of fellowship. We cannot avoid the people of God, but say, I'm okay with God. Jesus says so, not Lee. So, so some of you are sitting here thinking like, "Wow, there's somebody I need to I need to talk to." O- okay, don't use that as I'm instigating that conversation for you. Use that as the Holy Spirit is is, is uh, provoking you and, and um, poking you to, "Hey, you need to reconcile that." Yeah, but they're gonna spit in my face. That ain't up on ain't on you. you. You have to, in in, in in churchy terms, put forth the olive. Branch, right? You, you, you got to say, oh, "All right, I'm, I'm going to do this, and I might get punched." I, I doubt anybody is in here. Maybe uh, y'all are kind of crazy and rough, but I doubt anybody in here is going to get punched in the mouth for going and trying to reconcile a relationship that is is, is struggling right now. What we need to do is we need to understand, if I want to to, uh, have that intimacy and, and that time with the Father and be able to lay everything before Him and ask for forgiveness for everything that I've done, maybe I need to ask for forgiveness for what I've done to my wife or my kid or whatever it may be. So right relationship matters. That's the first principle second principle is about responsibilities. Responsibilities. So we have relationships. Now we can see responsibilities. If you, if you look at the Lord's Prayer and, and um, see where it says, uh, um, you know, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your, your name. So holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So just in those two verses there, we can see that the, the, these principles, um, or this principle of Responsibility. Now, this principle of responsibility, responsibility in what? I'm glad you asked. There's three main parts to this principle of responsibility. Honoring God's name, promoting God's kingdom, and obeying God's will. I'll say that again because I know I went a little fast. Honoring God's name, promoting God's kingdom, Obeying God's will. What we need to understand is that God answers prayers so that His name might be glorified. He answers prayers so His name might be glorified, which means that His reputation looks good in a world that pays little attention to Him. Understand that that, that when we ask these, ask prayers or we pray to God, maybe we should ask some questions or, or maybe we should examine our prayer just a little bit. Um, and, 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 you know, maybe it's something like this. Maybe you, can, you should ask this question. Uh, you know, you know if, if, if God granted me these requests, whatever the requests are at the time. So, you're thinking, if God granted me these requests, would the answers glorify His name, extend His kingdom, and accomplish His will on earth? Or am I just asking selfishly? Now, that doesn't mean that, oh, crap, I, I've been praying wrong. He, he, here's, here's what we have to look at. God wants to hear all of our prayers. And remember, these aren't rules to the game. These are principles. These are to enhance that time in which you're praying. And understand, I want to take these responsibilities on. Maybe it is praying for the same thing. Maybe, okay, you want to pray for your, call, your, your kid's future college. great. Pray for that. Pray how, however it is that, that it is laid on your heart. Okay, um, God, I, I'm praying that, that, you, that you make it possible for my daughter, for Haley to go to the college that she wants to go to. That, that's a good prayer. But, and, and through that, so think, think, okay, will that college, and that prayer, I should say, to go into that college, will that glorify God's name? It, it could. God, through her going to that college... Use her to glorify your, your name in some some aspect. Use her to extend your kingdom. Use her and let her and help her obey your will while she's there. Haley wants to go to Liberty University, so which is awesome. Uh, so uh, their their whole um, or their 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 phrase is, is uh, building champions for Christ, right? So understand, I can I can pray that prayer but I think that we still need to examine that. And maybe you're like, well, that's not my prayer. Whatever your prayer is, maybe you just need to look at it on the reverse of this little, this little question I asked. Start out with, is this prayer selfish? God, give me a double cheeseburger. <laughs> well, is it selfish? Well, he says to pray for your, for your, you know, your daily bread. Daily bread, but not daily bread and meat, right? And cheese. No, I'm just probably, I'm probably, probably, we'll we'll talk about that. But just ask yourself, is my prayer selfish? Which comes into a sticky situation because what you're going to probably get in return, oops, what you're going to probably get in return is the devil's like, here's my, my chance. Absolutely, your prayer is selfish. Don't listen to what the devil says. Understand that, that, that when we um, want to enter into this time of, of prayer and we want to um, commune with the Father, the Father's not going to overlook that. So if you ask these honest questions, He's going to give you honest answers. But be willing to hear the honest answers. If He, if he says, yeah, that's, that's kind of selfish, maybe you need to, to, to tweak that a little bit. doesn't mean you, that, that, you don't, that you change your, well, maybe your question is, give me a new truck. And he says, no, I'll give you a 1995 Cavalier with a stick shift in it. All you need is back and forth, right? So, I mean, but, but think, think about that. Are you being selfish in prayer? I, I think that, that, that when uh, we ask also for his kingdom to come and his will to be done, it helps combat that selfishness a little bit because what it does is it shows that we want to become servants of him, ready to do his will and not to do our will. Not telling God, okay, God, you have to do this, but submitting ourselves saying, God, I want to do what it is that you want me to do. I think that when we do this, We're showing him, and we're showing really ourselves. We're surrendering to him. And we say, you know, we want whatever it is to be done at his. His will 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 do anything, no matter what the cost. Reminds me of Jesus in, in the Garden of Gethsemane. Matthew 26, it says that Jesus prayed, yet not as I will, but as you will. Not my will be done, but thy will be done. So it's putting us in this, this, when we look at these responsibilities and we look at honoring God's name and promoting his kingdom and obeying his will, it's not, again, boom, 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 list, 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 checkmark, checkmark, checkmark. It's a principle of understanding, am I praying selfishly here or am I praying to honor God? Am I giving God the opportunity to flex his muscles and to show the world that he is God to honor his name. The third principle here. So we have relationships. We have responsibilities. Now we have requests. We have requests. And that's what some people are like, what are you saying? That's what prayer is all about is requesting. Fine, yes. I think there are three major requests that we should keep in mind while we're praying The requests refer to, if you look at 11 through 13 there, it says, Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. From those three verses there, we get three different requests. One is for past failures. For our past failures. Right there in verse 12, And forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. There, we have failed in the past in some sort of fashion. And a request in which we need to make known to God is forgive us. And we make that known to say, God, I messed up. I need you. Forgive us of our past. But it doesn't stop in the past. It doesn't just stop with forgive us of that. The second thing there is our present needs. It does say give us this day our daily bread. And that's just not referring to food. Those are the needs. Needs, not greeds right? The needs, give us our needs here. So we, we, we should pray for these past failures and we should pray for our present needs, but then we should pray for our future decisions. He says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We should pray and, 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 and maybe it, it, that you do need to pray for, okay, let me pray past, let me pray present, and let me pray future. Some of you might have to, to, to do it that way. But if you're like me, you just kind of, you're praying. And as you pray for past, present, and future, it all comes together. And understanding that they're all very important because there are some times when I'm praying for, um, hey, hey God, uh, direct me in this area. So I'm praying for the the, the future and he reminds me that I need to ask for forgiveness of something in the past that's going to determine that future. So understand past, present, and future is important in our prayer. It's been said, and I love this this concept because I think it's so very true. It's been said that most people are trying to live between two thieves. Most people are trying to live between two thieves, the regrets of yesterday and the worries about tomorrow. Tomorrow. Most people are trying to live between two thieves, the the, the regrets of yesterday and the worries about tomorrow. So they're unable to enjoy the blessings of today. Just think about that as we're we're praying. We don't have to live in, in regret of what we've done. If we've asked God for forgiveness, he's forgiven us of that. Maybe there, again, maybe there's some reconciliation and restoration that needs to happen with somebody, a brother or sister here then do that, but don't live, And, and because this is, where, this is where the devil wants us, the, the, don't live in between the, the regrets uh, uh, of yesterday and the unknowingness or the uh, uncertainty or the worries about tomorrow. Don't live in between there. Because God says for his children that God forgives the past, he provides the present, and he guides the future. He forgives the past provides for the present and guides the future. So as we're, we're, we're looking at all of this and we're entering into confidently, remember uh, uh, um, Hebrews four sixteen that we with, with confidence, we're going to go into the throne room, right? We're, we're doing this. If we're going to go with, with confidence into to the throne room, we need to understand when we ask for forgiveness of our sins, of our past failures, The Bible says he's faithful and just to forgive us all of our sins. It's not we have to wonder, is he going to forgive me of this? No, he has. He will forgive you of that if we ask. And then when we, we ask for our present needs, the Bible says that he knows what we need before we even know what we need. He provides for us. And it says that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. He'll guide our steps. He's actually sent uh, the, the paraclete, the, the helper, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, to guide us in our walks, in our lives. So as we're, we're, we're looking at this and we see relationships, responsibilities, requests, I, well, I, I threw this, the, the fourth one on here just to kind of bring everything together, and that's reminders, because if we're looking through the, um, the Lord's Prayer, and, and we use the extended version of the Lord's Prayer here, um, because if you, if you have an ESV and you're looking at it, you're like, wait a second, it that, that, that ends. But if you look down your footnotes, it, it does uh, give the for yours is a kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen understand that if we're looking at relationships and we're looking at responsibilities and we're looking at requests, we need a reminder of why this is all, we're able to do this and why we do this. It's because of his kingdom. It's because of his power and it's because of his glory. So as we're thinking about these principles, and, and, and some of you are like, well, that sounds like it's it's going to be hard, and it's all complicated, and I got to change my whole prayer life. I'm not saying you bite off the, you know, you bite the whole head off the elephant at once. Just if you haven't, write these down and just be thinking about them, and maybe do a little self assessment. As I pray, am I remembering the the, the relationships? that are involved, the relationship with the Father and the relationships with others. When, when I pray, am I remembering the responsibilities of honoring God and promoting His kingdom and obeying His will? When I pray, am I remembering these requests of uh, our, our past failures, our, our present needs, and our future decisions? Am I remembering all of this? And that's why I think it ends with, for yours, not, not, not mine, but for yours is a kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Now, when we entered into this, I, I said, I don't want this to be like a, you, you have this list of things to pray through, and this is how, use this in, in, in a principal matter. Just start looking at, how am I praying? Because the conversations I've had with, with y'all uh, is that you want to pray better. Those are your words. I want to pray more. I want to pray better. You, you want to be more engaged, has been used, or intimate, I, I've heard. With, with God, this is, this is some, some principles that you can enact to do that. Now, if you need help with this, I, I, I know three other guys that are more than willing. I know there, there, there are uh, the, 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 the other, other men, the, the deacons as well, and there's some women uh, that are more than, than willing to help you on this. Some of, some of us might be like, well, I've heard this for the first time. I don't have it down pat, but I really want to do it. And then I want to help somebody with it. Awesome. We, we've been doing a little thing uh, with, the, with the leadership in, in the church, and we've been um, texting different people at different times asking for, for prayer and everything, um, which has been, I, I don't know. I mean, we, we were talking about it this morning um, that it's, it's just been awesome. If you get a random text, from one of the the, the elders or even one of the elders' wives or the deacons or the deacon's wives or something that says, uh, pray for me. It's not because, you know, pastor went off the deep end and now we're going crazy, you know. No, it's we want to extend you the opportunity to pray for us because we need it. In the same sense, if you just want to, anybody wants to take um, the initiative and it, you don't have to have anything specific to pray about. If you just want to take the initiative and send out to some of your brothers and sisters, hey, pray for me. There is nothing better. I, I mean, I have I've had a great joy in doing this. There's nothing better than somebody saying, hey, we pray for me? You, well, for me, it's like everybody, well, yeah, you're the pastor, you're supposed to pray for everybody. I, I, I'm, I'm just in the same boat as y'all. I need prayed for a lot, maybe a little bit more. So, but, but understand that giving those opportunities and, and, and understanding that we're, this is our Father and we're all in this together, that's going to take that, that, that time, that intimacy with God to the next level. When we submit everything, and we say, I, I need my brother and my sister to lock arms with me and, and face whatever it is that I'm facing. But I, I'm not good with words. It doesn't matter. Send out a text that says, will you pray for me? Period. That's it. Start with something simple, right? And apply what it is that God is is laying on your heart through what it is we learned today.